Hello, listeners. Do you still like scary movies? Because fucking guess what? Here's more, bitch. I'm Courtney Cox's Bangs, and dear God, who did this to me? Michaela Spencer. You can't fucking kill me! You can't fucking kill me! Mitchell Spencer. And welcome, welcome to, to Hobbly of, of Horrors. Horrors. It's back. We're doing Scream again. And I don't know what this song is. <laughs> we're, we're back in the pack of the... The, the good old pack. three that we do with the three people that do the show sometimes and the most. It's Danley. <laughs> it's it's me, uh, <laughs> Dan, uh, franchise longevity Leo. Uh. <laughs> yeah, some of the most franchise longevity as we'll come to find. And thanks so much for hopping back on the show again. And we're going to talk about the next two Scream movies because we're going to see the new one soon. But before we do... do before we toot toot on into the when next intros segment. like these, why even have a show? <laughs> yeah. Before we toot on into the next segment, uh, we're going to step into our big uh, knife-shaped confessional booth and ask ourselves the most important question. <laughs> Everybody, which franchise did you get way too deep into? And I will go first, and the answer is... Well, I have a lot, but probably Glee, because it let me down pretty hardcore. Uh, it was a, it was just really a disappointing. Like, not even that far into it. I, I stuck around the whole time. I literally watched every episode, thinking that it would just get better. And it never did. It I just remember being annoyed at the time with Glee. Yeah. And, like, I was a musical theater like kid and i had just like gotten in my first show and i went to districts right around the time that uh the first season of glee came out and i remember watching all of the theater kids uh sing don't stop believing like yep. in the theater at usf and i was just like wow i don't like this group of people yeah yeah that was me i uh I, I didn't stop loving it until it was over and then I looked back on all the years that I had wasted on it and I was like wow none of this was good I I was like a, the second that the show was over like the uh, the veil lifted and I realized how fucking awful the, this is the this is the dorkier version of being a Dolphins fan <laughs> that you don't even know what that means I, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about I'm from Dolphins Florida. Won a Super Bowl. They had they have the record for the best uh, record in NFL history. Come yeah, on. nothing since. Yeah, exactly. They also have the record for the worst uh, record in NFL history, which is fun. Uh, it, it's weird when you discover as like an adult that the people who like the things that you like are terrible. Oh yeah. And I feel like Glee must sounds like that's that was it for you. It, yeah, Glee. Glee really uh, just. It's the Rick and Morty conundrum. It's just like, I don't want to bring up the fact that I like this because I hate the other people that least, like it. No, 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 Mitchell. No, you, you misinterpret what I'm telling oh, you. Oh, okay. I loved Glee so much. I thought it was the best show in the entire world for the entirety of its run. And the second that I watched the final episode and I was like, oh, it's over. I The spell was broken and I realized that I had wasted about six years of my life. What year is it? <laughs> Like, it was just bizarre. I instantly I've, hated everything I, about it. I've <laughs> never once seen a thing by Ryan Murphy that I was like, that was good all the way through. Hey, the first two seasons of American Horror Story are pretty sick. Yeah, and then the rest happened. Yeah. 
Did well, Ryan Murphy do like a? Does he do that American Crime Story? He does, yes. and I actually actually think that, that was good all the way through. I think that the that's where he OJ. thrives. Yeah. yeah, People versus OJ, and he did the uh, the uh, Versace, uh, Versace thing too. But like he he's good with true crime because he can dramatize really well things that have like a concise story attached to them. It's when he's left in his own devices that they just get out of his hands, and he doesn't know where to go with them. But anyway, what about you lovely folks? Well, um, if you'd asked me this question in 2019, I definitely would have said The Elder Scrolls. But uh, since I'm no longer a child, I have left childish things behind. And uh, now my my largest obsession in life now is the writings of John Ronald Rule Tolkien, uh, the creator of high fantasy, honestly. What's, what's his second middle name? Rule? <laughs> Like Ja Rule? I'm pretty sure it's R O U E L, or one one Rule. of those letters not there. Something I'll, I'll close like to, to that. J R R stands for Ja Rule Rule. <laughs> ja Rule Rule Tolkien. Ja Rule Rule. That's why he had to abbreviate it. it just sounded ridiculous. It's like uh, this. Uh, yeah, we can't let yeah. you onto the battlefield sounding like that. You got real mad when all this fire festival business came about. What about, what about? Um, yeah, no, I just, uh, I gave myself a project to keep myself sane during the pandemic. And I was like, I gave my friends a list of choices on like, what fucking book should I do an audio book for? Cause that's what I want to do. And I put the Silmarillion in there as a joke and it won. So I did it because I wasn't going to pussy out. And I wound up like just fucking falling in love with the book and reading everything else after it. And it's like definitely the fandom I've entrench myself the deepest into because it's the no well is deeper than that like once you've done tolkien there's just not a whole lot there other than like the bible yeah right. <laughs> religious uh historicity yeah yeah because it's like pretty much parallel with it great stuff great stuff uh for me i could go well i was gonna like keep keep it horror but for me like halloween I have seen every fucking Halloween movie. I love it so much. It was one of those that was just like on when I was a kid mm-hmm. on AMC. They'd be like, all right, for Halloween, we're showing every Halloween movie. And I'm like, sign me up. That's stupid. And I don't, I've I, never w- seen. I've seen the first one. That's that's, that's a good place one. to stop. Yeah. That's really? a- <laughs> I've seen the first one and all of the Rob Zombie ones. And oh, the- there you go. Yeah. And the, that's actually the best place to stop. The second most recent one as well, but I haven't seen yeah, Halloween Kills. I think Kills. I saw the second most recent one as well, potentially. I don't remember. Halloween Kills uh, might be the worst out of all of them, which is saying a lot because they're all like one is great, two is stupid, uh, three doesn't have anything to do with Michael Myers, four is goofy, five is still goofy, uh, six is even goofier and then they do h20 they do halloween 20 years later which is actually underrated it's Wait, same i thought with, like, it was Scream supposed 4. to be pronounced h2o like water is how that... does that make sense michaela what do, what do you mean how do you how okay you're trying to tell me that they didn't intend for it to be re- read as h2o like wait hold on a second because like i'm gonna be mad if i'm about just h20 only... michaela i don't believe you at all <laughs> i don't believe you you're kidding are you kidding I can't tell. I think it's funny that you bring up the Halloween 3 that has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Have you ever heard of the Friday the t- 13th TV show? Is Was this something that was on, like, Spike? Like- something like that. It was, like, worse than Freddy's Nightmares. It was about two kids that inherit a, uh, like, a, a curio shop. 
and they sell all of the things in there. And it turns out they're cursed, and they have to go collect all of the relics, and that's every episode. At no point do they visit Camp Crystal Lake, and Jason Voorhees makes no appearances in the show. But the show is called, like, Friday the 13th, The Lost Artifacts, or something like that. So it's like a, uh... It is canonically uh, a Friday the 13th, like, property. Are you sure it's yes, not just, 100%. like, named Friday the yeah. th- Are you positive? Yes. So, Michaela, I got I got a good little uh, piece of trivia for you. It's okay. not trivia. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Um, but H2O, Halloween H2O, uh, was had a co-story uh, credit, uh, or it's actually uncredited, from Kevin Williamson. Oh, fuck. Well, that's a great transition into what the fuck is Kevin Williamson doing right now? <laughs> nothing. 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 Yeah, because you know what? He made Wes Craven real mad at uh, the set of Scream 4, but we'll get to that in a oh, minute. Really? Hey, Michaela, no talking yeah. about Scream. Yeah, we, Those are a fun guess, couple movies. Guess what we're talking yeah. about? It's Scream. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Scream so, 3 and 4 this week, my friends, and it's a low-energy podcast. It's not. I'm fi- You're the only one that's low-energy. I'm fine. I'm having a grand old time learning about facts and riddles with my friends. Um, so... After the success of Scream 2, and we're riding the triumphant coattails of, you know, the, both of the franchise's success in the metaverse, people were, like, talking about it. It was very popular. Scream 3 was immediately greenlit, as you might remember. Kevin Williamson wrote the first three as, like, a done trilogy, where he would submit them as that was where he was going to get his money from, is selling a franchise instead of just, like, a single movie. So the third one was already written. And Williamson had already become really popular because of scream- both of the screams, and also with uh, "I Know What You Did Last Summer," which had also mm. just come out. And he never was- seen any of another those. banger. Yeah, you've no, never seen. You've never seen. No, I know never what you seen. Did last uh, it's another hook killer, right? Yeah, it is a hook killer. You're right, mm-hmm. but it's probably the best one, other than can no Candyman, Candyman, can- Candyman's top tier hook. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, but there is. I'm gonna derail this again. But I know what you did last summer. It has the best like crescendo of titles ever. It's I I know what you did last summer. I still I know what still you did know last what, summer, and I will I always know what remember. you did last summer. Like, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> I will never let you forget what you did last <laughs> summer. I'm still waiting for them to make a Good Friday or a Last Friday. Good Friday would uh, be hysterical. No, I think they did do Good Friday. Did they? Is it an Easter one? I think no. I think it is. I think that's it, very I think. funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait. No. Okay. So they did do Friday next Friday, and then they did Friday, Friday after, after next. next. But there is no Good Friday or Last Friday. No, but Friday after next is a Christmas version. Yes, and it is wild. Well, uh, that was fun. But in that movie, <laughs> Terry Crews corners Cat Williams in a bathroom and tries to rape him. Weird. (laughs) Crazy. That is not an exaggeration. That is what happens in that film at one point. Friday is Mitchell's uh, family's favorite movie. Um, And that is also not an exaggeration. Cat Williams fights him off by getting a pair of pliers and grabbing his balls with them and leading him out of the bathroom. I I, I love that. Apparently, uh, Last Friday is in development. Oh, hell yeah. And Ice Cube has written two potential scripts. I can't wait to see what Chris Tucker's been doing all these years. So, (laughs) 
Uh, no so Chris yeah, Tucker fans I, here. I, I know what you <laughs> did Michaela, last if summer, you don't right? Ra- if you don't grab this podcast from <laughs> underneath our <laughs> our diatribes, we'll never no, get it done. I have no ability to lead. I'm terrible at this. Um, no, you just gotta so, fake it until you make it, or else Mitch will have to edit around all of this. So this yeah. is a straight out of Compton based so podcast following Williams, the lives of the Kevin members. Kevin Williams was busy with I know what you did last summer and doing a whole bunch of other projects because he was really popular all of a sudden. So they hired Aaron Kruger, who was brought in to fill in the gaps in between mm-hmm. exactly it's fun it's fun his name is aaron but it's spelled e-h-r-e-n because you know whatever yeah. and it's not spelled the same way as kruger like freddy kruger but whatever um so he was brought in to fill the gaps from the original like miniature scripts that he had written and before any production began on the film eric harris and dylan klebald killed those are some familiar names several students oh. at their school uh at columbine high school you may have heard Tales. So when yep. people talk about Columbine, that's what they're referring to? Man, yeah. I've been so confused. Yes. And then Michael Moore was like, hit pay dirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this was one of the first big mass shootings. Not the only, obviously, because it's we're really in the America. W- it's like the 9-11 of mass yes. shootings. Uh, and so after that, you know, a lot of uh, production companies were a little bit hesitant to touch uh, yeah. scenarios dealing with teenagers and violence, especially on school grounds. <laughs> this is also at the tail end of Satanic Panic, too. So we still have the mentality of like these scary movies, this um, Marilyn Manson music, these video games are D&D is destroying your children's minds. Yeah, and exactly that happened with Scream, uh, which is funny because they continue to make fun of that exact scenario within the context of the films as well. So it's like a really, like, it's like a magnifying glass on the time period. Um, So they were really worried about setting the original in the school because this one was originally going to take place back at Wordsboro High. And so they changed all of that. They also decided to move them on to bigger and better things by taking them to Hollywood and completely changing the small town aspect entirely. Uh, so they brought them to Hollywood and it was like, oh, it's, you know, it's the natural progression of things. It's they're in high school, then they're in college, and then they move out to the big city. So, <laughs> uh, big city. Yeah. Side note, one hundred percent cotton is a fantastic name for a television show. I that was my favorite part of the movie. Uh which is, the movie peaks very early. Yeah. One hundred percent cotton. Yeah, that's that's just the very beginning of the film. Leave Schreiber peaked with this film. Oh but, yeah. Great. But they uh, specifically wanted to focus more on the comedic aspects of the film instead of the violence, uh, because you know, just of the general mood of the of the everyone that explains at the time. The bangs. It it yeah. does. I have an explanation for the bags in a minute, but uh, but Craven specifically was like, "You guys, we can't make a scream movie without making it violent and gory and stabbing people all over the place. So why are you trying to make me make it like tame and shit?" So he did it anyway. <laughs> yep. uh, but he did have to do a lot of rewrites. So there was actually this this movie had more rewrites than anything else. Uh, there was a bunch of fucking shit that they had to do over and over again uh, because they had to either tone it down for the violence or they had to alter something that was changed from a plot point from the other movies. Uh, so this one, more than any of the other screen movies, had to be uh, rewritten and changed the most. Um, not also to deal with the internet trolls that we have been dealing with for the past three movies. So that's fun. Uh, so... <laughs> They also wanted to get all of the original cast back together because it's rare that the sequels have 
the same director and everything and you mm-hmm. know and all of the casts but uh nev campbell had a bunch of shit to do and so she couldn't be there that much what so, has nev campbell done outside of charmed and scream let's find Are you sure out she was in charmed michaela told me and i always trust my wife she's in the craft yeah are you mistaking? So the, I might charmed. be mistaking the craft for the for charmed, which is easy to do. Yeah. Yet another reason not to trust my wife anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm telling. Man. She's in Wild Things. Yeah, that that was a pretty big one. Uh, she was in House of Cards briefly. Uh, what else? So after Scream, between Scream Two, yes, she was in Wild Things, which is a big one. She was in The Lion King Two, Simba's Pride. Holy oh, hell shit! Yeah, as, as who? <laughs> uh, as adult. Kiara. Oh, oh, shit. Fun. Leading role. Not, yeah, so not really. Big. On a direct-to-video movie, yeah. Mm. Lion King 2, Lion King 1 and a half. What do we think? Well, uh, one and a half. Yeah. One and a half. One and a half has that dope-ass... Um, All of the music in, in Lion King 1 and a half is great. The the, the Mink song. They're not Minks. Dig a tunnel. Dig. Yeah. They're, they're meerkats. Meerkats. The lemurs. I can't oh, yeah, use meerkats. that. That's Disney. We can't use that. <laughs> Disney we'll get, will we'll find us. Fuck. That's all we can say, guys. That's all uh, we can say. So I'm surprised yeah. they let us do the Haunted Mansion <laughs> episode. I'm so waiting to get sued over that. So mm-hmm. anyway, there was a lot of rewrites that had to happen, and it took a really long time to get this one out between... Well, not, not necessarily in the grand scheme of movie making, uh, but as, in the terms of movie making sequels as comes to Scream is concerned, it took a little longer. Uh, so finally, after like a bunch of fucking rewrites... And they developed this weird storyline with Courtney Cox and David Arquette's character to focus more on them since we didn't have as much Nev why, Campbell around. Why do they want us to care so because hard? Because they wanted us to care more about Nev Campbell, but she wasn't fucking there. So they said, what's the next best thing? We got these two idiots. I am almost convinced that Dewey and Grace being close together. Grace. What's her name? Gail. Gail. It's Gail. a joke. Dewey joke and Gail being close weather. together creates this like uh, Hancock sort of like negative energy that makes the scream event happen i think that them being close <laughs> together is what's causing all this bullshit <laughs> holy uh, no, shit I, I, I like that well so th- that's confusing then because they're not really together at the beginning of any of these movies they mm. are in the beginning of fuck four. maybe it's them being apart they have to be together yeah, exactly well, scream but then you you listen to me now scream five opens with them being divorced separated and that, that is, then they have to come back together that is what's because of happen. Ghostface. i think that'd be a fun meta narrative <laughs> is, is that they're divorced in the scream universe and then they're like oh another scream attack we got to get back together for this just like <laughs> yep so uh, w- one of the effects of these all these rewrites and all of this crazy, like, a bunch of shit that they had to reshoot and refilm over and over again is the end scene where we have this crazy convoluted chase scene between Nev Campbell and uh, Roman, who is the director of the movie within a movie, who ends up, spoiler alert, being the killer. Uh, it, that scene was rewritten more than two dozen times. Jesus Christ. And had to be reshot about eight or nine times to add on additional scenes and to also make it more uh, concise of a conclusion because they couldn't figure out how to end it. Originally, it was going to have uh, Stu come back to life and be in a prison and being the one that was orchestrating all of these and like having this attack on the school happen. But then they were like, well, Columbine fucking happened. We can't talk about guns. God, so- what a better ending that would have been. <laughs> yeah. So 
Bring Matthew Lillard back, you bastards. I absolutely please. honestly like I, I don't hate Scream Three. I think it was very fun, but as far as the killer reveal goes, it's the one I'm the most lukewarm on. Like when they're like, sure. it's that guy the whole time. I was like, ah, okay. Like, which is such a shame because Scream Three throughout the majority of it is my favorite one. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. But I, I agree the with you. The whole Gale Weathers bit. Like it's it's the- everything with Gil again. Why do they want me to care so much about Courtney Cox and David Arquette? I don't care about them. I don't care about them in real life, and it I don't care about them in this movie. By far the most confusing part of this entire series. Yes. But it's also, I, I don't know. It, it to me, it's you ever like try something like some kind of food that doesn't <laughs> quite make sense, but you just like, keep too- coming back to it. Well, you're, you're just like, I don't like, not like salt and vinegar, like chips, but almost like chips on a sandwich or like a peanut, like peanut butter on, on a, on a banana. Like maple I'm, bacon. No. Oh, Pepsi wine. Yes. Yeah. That's a good Pe- one. I love yes. Pepsi wine. I fucking Courtney love Cox, that's Pepsi. Pepsi. <laughs> that's Pepsi, baby. Yep. No, 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 David no, no, Arquette, no, no, no. that's, that's shitty cheap red wine. <laughs> I would reverse and, those definitions. Apart. But- you're like, okay, sure. These are both things. They have merits of their own right. I enjoy and then these when Somebody says T- together. You're like, no. And then you see it together, <laughs> and you're like, also no. And then, but when you taste it, you're like, okay, I get what is happening here, whether I like it or not. That is, that is the relationship between Dewey and Gale. That is the relationship between David Arquette and Courtney Cox. And I love how Scream Four addresses like the meta. Oh my god! It, very funny. It, it's so crazy how their relationship has legitimately mirrored this film franchise, and I'm so excited to see five because I predict things about that where, like, you know, they start off divorced and it's been messy, and you know, it's like they've been divorced D- for a while, but there's still feelings, baby. I Dan don't know. made a prediction for Scream Five that I I would love to see is that um, Nev Campbell dies in the first 15 minutes. I hope so. <laughs> like the opening scene. Yeah, like the, the major. Great. That would be so cool. But anyway, so finally, after all of these rewrites and all this crazy shit, uh, they just made him additionally more difficult to kill on purpose to amp up all of the ridiculousness. So that's why he says, you can't fucking kill me. That's the best um, scene. That's the best scene to me for some reason. Like I'm just no, unloading the entire clip into him and be like, you can't fucking kill me. You can't fucking kill me. <laughs> I I agree. That is so funny. I, between that and can we talk about Parker Posey? Oh yes. my God. Oh, oh my God. 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 Everybody I'm so, else. I'm so excited to talk about Parker Posey. Everybody else is doing a leisure jog through this film and parker posey is doing laps around everybody She's doing the terminator to like run in like yeah. after the car uh, the part where she fucking uh just like whines and then everybody else leaves the room and she just jumps into patrick warburton's arms and just like another weird part of this movie that we haven't addressed yeah. like so- she goes and talks to her bodyguard and i was like that is patrick warburton that is Kronk. yes <laughs> That yeah. is Kronk, and he, that's Putty from uh, Seinfeld, and he's just a guy in this who gets killed for some reason. Uh, he, he's hard. not there long enough. This this movie also takes, like, so many scenes of somebody being, like, brutally stabbed to death, like, clearly dying, and mm-hmm. then just, like, walking around doing stuff. Yeah. Stuff. Like, I'm dead. Like, like, you get back in the van. There's <laughs> not enough dead. blood in your body to fuel your muscle, muscles to stand and walk. Like, what it's are you doing? actually a fun fact that I will mention now is that when Anthony... No, that's in the Futs and Four. 
Never mind. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> when Anthony but, Anderson uh, gets stabbed, when Anthony in the, Anderson in the brain. gets stabbed in the brain in four, uh, Wes Craven was inspired by a real life uh, car crash that happened where a guy had a piece of metal in his face, like right through his forehead, and walked himself all the way to the emergency room. Fuck. And he's fine. But yeah, Parker Posey is oh Parker Posey. Great. My I'm, my personal favorite part is when Gail is on the phone in like the front seat of the car, and Parker Posey just comes through and like starts reacting <laughs> to everything she's saying with her face, and like obviously eavesdropping with like a hand to her phone. And, and, oh god, it's so good. Like Parker Posey is one of I I love her a lot. She's Dan, in some of my favorite movies. Did you and... know who Parker Posey was before this film? Because I originally texted you, and I was like, Parker Posey is doing great. In Are this you kidding movie. me? You don't and you were know like, who, who Parker Posey is? I was like, which one is that? Dan, Shallow Hal? Uh, no, not not Shallow Hal. She's not in Shallow Hal. I'm thinking. Is in I'm not, no, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm You're thinking of what Adam. Movies. I'm thinking of Adam and Steve, which is like. A have gay you ever seen Blade Trinity, comedy. Dan? I have not. Um, I've seen all the other Blade movies. I've sh- not seen Trinity. She's Mighty one Wind. of the main bad guys in Blade Trinity, and she's great. Dog uh, Show. I mean, Best in Show, not Dog Show. Best, best in, in Show. show um, oh, she's a Mighty in Waiting Wind. for Guffman. I actually, I'm. A lot of those I have not seen. Those like uh, mockumentaries. She's oh my incredible. god, those are my favorite the movies of all time. What are you, a wizard, a genius, a pet store downstairs? Anyway, we're off on Tangent City again. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of other fun people in this movie. Who else is in this movie? We got uh, we got fucking uh, Patrick Everybody Dempsey. Everybody else is medium at best. We got oh, Pat. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, hot. Is he McDreamy he's or is McDreamy. he McSteamy? Yeah, oh, he's fucking McDreamy. Patrick Dempsey, who had like yeah. they find that note and they put it behind him that just says, "I killed I her." I am the killer. I am I the killer. That was very funny. <laughs> uh, uh, they got, try to red herring him real hard. They and, like, try to red herring everybody. Well, they drop like a really subtle hint towards the beginning that I latched onto that he's like he says like some movie quote stuff. And I was like, oh, this guy knows movies. Ah, you should pay attention to him. And then he just gets red herring to hell. Um, we got Lance I, I do, Henriksen. You, Oh, sorry, Dan, you were going to say something about McDreamy? Well, I was going to say something about movies in general. Like, it's very rare. Like, it's not rare for people to go see movies within movies, but it's weird for people to just have a general knowledge of movies. Like, but I feel like when I'm talking to people, I'm maybe because I'm a big, big old uh, movie nerd, but I'm always hearing people, like, quote things or, like, bring up, like, oh, I watched this movie, you know, like, or have you seen Jaw? Like, stuff like that. That it's just like in the cultural consciousness and nobody's talking about it. But it feels so refreshing for these people to, to A, be talking about movies that actually exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That have like significance and aren't just bringing up like, have you ever seen this French new wave, new wave film called Le Pleu Bleu? Like it's these are real movies that people know and have seen uh, that are like huge. But and they're, they're bringing them up in the movie. I just think that's a very interesting aspect that Wes Craven brings in in his mm-hmm. madness. Yeah, and I think that that's actually highlighted a lot in four as well because it's so many years later. Um, I personally, speaking of people that are in the movie as well, I, I like keeping track of the actors that are playing people from previous films, like fucking uh, Jenny yes. McCarthy in this playing Sarah Michelle Geller from the previous events in yes. uh, Scream Two. I keep trying not to say like stab to i know because it's, it's just so, so fucking in my brain and, stab being the films within scream which are scream well and which, then, yeah i like how they skipped over scab two or stab two to go right to stab three during scream, during scream three. three well and then and in the, four we skip all the way to seven stab seven because it's making fun of the saw franchise <laughs> 
but it, it, we, you know, there's a lot of fun people in this movie. This movie didn't make as much overall as everything else. Same kind of budget, forty million, a little bit more money, and then it made about one sixty one. So that's yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I feel like we've also just like generally danced around the plot, but like what happens in this yet. movie? Well, it's back in time, and it's, it's not- back in time. <laughs> Scream in the age of dinosaurs. <laughs> it's so back in when the time. ghost faceolithus would prowl the lakes. It's not back in time. Um, it's forward in time, two years, and now there's a movie being made of the third of the Scream franchise and Stab franchise. Stab franchise. See, it's confusing. And then Nev Campbell's there, and Sydney's writing a book, and. No, she, no, 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 no. That's the fourth one. I'm no, getting. I'm she, so confused. She's she's uh, living as she's a rec- this movie. Yes. She's living as a recluse a in the mountains, and she works lady. a remote job for a battered women's shelter. No, she's I mean, a talk crisis about counselor. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, I would love that job. Yeah, a crisis counselor. You would never get bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> always exciting. Would, always exciting. All killer, no filler. Um, and you get to be out in nature. Yeah. And then, you know, guess what starts happening back in, in Hollywood this time about the movie set that's making the movie about Woodsboro and there's a murderer in a minute. I like how and- they officially just come out and be like, all right, this where's this movie set? Like, it's in L.A. It's in my office. Like, it's just it's in Hollywood. Like, whatever. We're every, yeah. like nobody's commuting for this. We're nope. not going to bumfuck like Minnesota or wherever it's supposed to be in. I'm just yeah. waiting for Scream to go to space. It has to eventually. They would have had to on four to meet the requirements. Anyway, Scream 3. Anyway, Scream 3. So then, uh, guess what? More murders are happening on the set, and people keep dying left and right. So the Gale Weather shows up, and then uh, all the people that are playing the prospective roles of everybody in each of the movie roles are like, oh, we want to hang out with the people that we really are. And I'm terrible at describing plots. Why don't you fucking do it? I'm I don't know. It's a scream movie. Asking Michaela to describe any movie she's seen, even if she saw it yesterday, it was just like describe Christmas as a five-year-old. <laughs> well, there's a there's a guy and he's he's on a mission, and there's good people and there's bad people, uh, and people you're getting gifts, and there's reindeer. Yeah. So Sydney Prescott, after having been through uh, two horrific mass murders, as now living as a recluse, working—that's a terrible way to pronounce that. <laughs> recluse. Uh, uh, she's working as a crisis counselor in the mountains, and nobody really knows where she is apart from Dewey. Meanwhile, they're in Hollywood. They are making Stab Six. No, three. 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 Yeah. God damn it! Fuck <laughs> both of you. Can't get your shit. Straight. <laughs> they're making stab three and people start dying on set so naturally they're like oh we got to bring in sydney prescott because the person uh ghostface is obviously trying to hunt her down at this point let's bring the victim in here maybe they can solve it what oh a, yeah what a great uh pitch for a law enforcement uh theme and Michaela and I have actually been talking about this a lot and just like as far as like heroines or scream queens go sydney prescott is kind of bland underwhelming like she I don't know she's not like a certified badass or anything honestly like up until 4 like why do people keep coming after her at this point other than clout she just runs and hides which i can respect you know that's the kind of person that i am like i feel like if i were to be in a situation that i would be like her but i also want you know i'm watching a movie to watch you like she does stab the guy and shoot him a bunch i guess 
But yeah, but she, she doesn't she like. She doesn't die. She doesn't. That's the biggest. She's good at not getting killed. She yeah. does not like exude badassness like Ripley I, does I, I or like Lori Strode right for does. Sydney. They could kill her. I oh yeah, the fact that they dick around and kill like try and kill other people in these convoluted ways. That's always their undoing, and I get that. But it's it's just funny to me that I'm like, yo, just go for Sydney. She's so easy to kill. Very like, easy. on her own. You don't have to kill all of her friends before it. Like you just kill her. Yeah. And I think that but, that partly is Nev Campbell's fault. I just don't. She's just too whispery. She has the problem that Kier Knightley has, where she just whispers everything, and they just like. I don't, I don't. But people are dying in the same order that they die in the script, and then in a metal, like in a meta narrative, there's like, oh, there's three scripts because people keep trying to ruin the endings of these uh-huh. movies and find out the twists. So like, you got to find it's out so which good. script we're following, <laughs> and then eventually we find out that the killer is indeed uh, because. By the way, during all of this, we find a lost video from Randy, who died in who the died previous in the movie. second one. Yo, if I die, here are the rules for the third one. <laughs> so good. It's like, now, it could just be another sequel, unless it's a trilogy-ending movie in which all bets are off, the killer has supernatural powers, anybody can die. Yeah, I love it. Jamie Kennedy, oh, God, I wish they could bring him back. Yeah. We really See, need Romeo plus Juliet, too. I kind of want the next one to be, like, just the next step. Because they keep amping up every time because they know that that's what people have come I, to respect. So I really want them to take the fifth one by the horns and just being like, fuck it, they're, they're ghosts now. Like, just. I would, uh, no, like, I really hated that they didn't bring him back for Scream 4, and I'm hoping... In Scream 5, there is, like, a podcast that he released in college that, like, they play some episodes of or, like, a diary they find or something. But, or, like, his younger brother. Like, yeah. Who or just, also knows movies. Or just they do the same exact thing from Beer Fest where that guy dies and he's just like, hi, I'm his identical twin that's been estranged for a number of years. And in his memory, I would like for you to call me the same name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we do see his sister in 4, which is fucking... Lily from the Princess Diaries, or was this? That was no, that was four. But like, yeah, that's fucking Lily from the Princess Diaries, and she sucks. Three. What? She's in three. That's three. Because they're in Hollywood. Oh, that's yeah, that's the person who gives them the videotape. Duh. But at, yeah. at at the very end, because you always got to go back to the original in the third movie, uh, it turns out that Sydney Prescott had a half brother from her mother's promiscuous days in Hollywood, <laughs> and really he, on the nose there. <laughs> Uh, this movie is produced by the Weinsteins. <laughs> yeah, and let me tell you, I got. What if we make Sydney's mother some kind of Hollywood whore? Who's, uh, do you think that like Wes Craven made Lance Henri- yeah. Lance Henriksen's character like Harvey Weinstein? I do think, you think so. that was like a direct jab. I feel like I wonder. They all yeah. ran in the same circle, so I bet Wes probably. Lance, Lance Henriksen is a dirty old man, by the way, in these movies. He is Harvey Weinstein. He rapes people yeah, to her. give them clout. I fuck, I fuck a lot of ladies, yeah. Exactly. Lance Henriksen oh, okay. also in Hellraiser 8. Yes, also Ooh. in Aliens. I was going to say Alien 2, but it's Aliens. Anyway. Yeah. But what, what about I, Carrie Fisher? Oh yeah, she's also Carrie in Fisher, this, isn't she? That's a fantastic cameo where everybody runs into the secretary office and she—they're like, "Wait a minute, are you Princess Leia?" And she's and like, like, "No, nope. no, no, I get that I'm all the time." Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "I'm not her." <laughs> Definitely Carrie Fisher. There's a lot of great cameos start, in this movie. And while we're at talking that, about the uh, like the permiss, like oh those sleaze balls, like those like animals, like. She's clearly going after it. She's like, "I'm yeah. gonna say some shit in this movie." Oh yeah. There's. Can we also touch on the? Why are Jay and Silent Bob in this film? 
Michaela, do you know anything about this? It's just a running gag because in the Does first Wes Craven one, really like clerks? Yes. First, oh. And in the first one, you can see a VHS tape very prominently displayed and a poster for the movie Clerks in the house that the party is in. Uh, and it's just, I guess, yeah, fucking Wes Craven likes clerks. So okay. he put them in the second one, too. So There's like on the list of movies and- that Jay and Silent Bob have been in, we have Clerks. Clerks 2, Mallrats, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Dogma, and Scream 3. Yes. Well, All right. Make it, it makes sense with them in the meta Max, narrative. Baby. Yeah, anyway. So the Weinstein property. It's, you know, it's the first connected universe. <laughs> the Weinstein universe. So oh. yeah. turns out oh. that, that Sydney's half-brother illegitimate half-brother is the director of the film within a film and he's killing them all because that's the revenge plot that they went with this time and dewey proposes to courtney cox and then then the movie's over i would have fucking loved if it was just wes craven they take off (laughs) yeah like it like a do a famous horror director wes craven like what that's right it was me the whole time i would have gotten away I, w- I wanted to direct <laughs> Stab One, and they t- took that job from me. I would have gotten away with it, too. If it wasn't for <laughs> it you. wasn't for you meddling. Meddling independent reporters and police person. <laughs> and Great stuff. like, 25-year-old girl. Uh, anyway, so then what happens, you guys? Well, we Well, move. there's an 11-year gap. There's a big gap. <laughs> And it nothing happens for a really long time because it, the, uh, it is jarring to watch Scream three and four back to back, back to like back. we did. Yeah, because four three, looks uh, like garbage. Like it's so overexposed and bloomy. Like, oh my god! It's, yeah, the picture quality is just stark as hell. It, it like the entire movie is like a flashback scene in Saw. Yes. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I don't know why they chose to do it like that. That seems to me like. That was a very big style at the time, I feel I know, like. right? Yeah. Just like, oh, everything's really bright. Like, why? And maybe it's, just to uh, be more overt, like, oh, this is more comedy. But it's also, like, gory. It's more violent than then, I think Yeah, It is a brutal ones. film, and it has the strangest opening. So, yeah. The so- opening is dino. It's so fucking good. It's <laughs> so stupid. Like, I just kept wondering, like, is it just going to be this for 90 minutes? I was half expecting, like, 40 minutes in for <laughs> it to go, like... <laughs> Stab eight. Yeah, stab eight and a half. So so if you don't know and you're listening at home, the opening like 10, 15 minutes of Scream 4 is just like, it is supposed to be a teaser for the opening scene of Stab 6. And it turns out that scene is an opening scene for Stab 7. And then you get so far in that they're just like, but wait, so if the beginning of Stab 6 is also the beginning of Stab 7, is the beginning of Stab 5 the beginning of Stab 6? And then that person gets stabbed and you're like, oh, fucking God, it just keeps going. Well, it's, no, it's great because it, it's and these all these people are famous. Like yeah. one of them is a girl from Pretty Little Kristen Liars. Kristen Bell. Uh, yeah, you know, in, in the the Anna last Paquin. one where Anna Paquin is asking Kristen Bell, they're watching like the like the big reveal, and be like, wait, so does that mean like a stab like nine is the beginning of that is actually stab seven? So how, what happened to stab six or stab eight? And Kristen Bell just stabs Anna Paquin, like it kills her. And just said, like, it doesn't have to make any sense. You didn't expect this, did you? Now just watch the fucking movie. And then scream for it. Like, yep. then, then the actual scream for it. Ah, it starts going on. It's great. It's pretty great. But it it, it, it had a bumpy road to get made. Uh, it was announced in 2008. 
which is long away from when it was uh, released. And Wes Craven said that he would do it as long as the script was as good as Screams, the rest of the Screams. So Kevin Williamson was like, yeah, I'll I'll write another script for you, buddy. Here's here's my script for Scream 4. And Wes Craven was like, hmm... It's okay. Like, he just didn't really like it that much. So they began production on Scream 4, and under the table, without telling Kevin Williamson, he brought Aaron, uh, what's Aaron Kruger. Kruger back to do some more little rewrites. Like, he kept the major skeleton of the plot and everything, but he, he added a bunch of other shit that was Let's not Let's all be honest there. with each other. How much do you think that that man's name factored into him being hired? A hundred percent. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't really... I think Wes Craven's like, no, your name's not John Fillmore anymore. It's it's Fred... I mean, Aaron. Aaron Kruger. <laughs> It'd be, it would just be wild if C.S. Lewis was just like, yes, this is my secretary, John Aslan. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's... Like, yep. it's I haven't really noticed a huge difference between the writing styles of either of them. They they blend pretty seamlessly together. But I agree. I, I anyway. So yeah, Craven did that and like hired her and back to do a bunch of rewrites and was like, eh, let's fix this. Let's add a plot scene here. Like do all this other stuff and fix it. And then kept going. And then uh, Kevin Williamson found out that he had done this and was very very mad and had a whole big blow up on set. And one day he like stormed in and like. Uh, Craven took him into his office and was like, calm down, fucking shit. Like, calm down. <laughs> you want to get paid? Yeah. You know how Wes Craven talks. And he... Uh, <laughs> calm down, you little shit. I'll show you I'll who's got the it. fucking balls. <laughs> so, he talks he's, like Bill Hader's uh, Mr. Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Like, he slapped him across fucking. the face with a gold bar. And I, I found this quote from Wes Craven where they were like, tell us about what was going on there. And, and Craven said, look... There's a bumpy period where things shifted over from Kevin to Aaron. I signed up to do a script by Kevin, and unfortunately, that didn't go all the way through the shooting. But it certainly is Kevin's scripted concept and characters and themes. <laughs> because I just thought that was funny. Uh, anyway. Wes Craven's like, this shit happens all the time. And Kevin Williamson is like, you know how many successful horror films I've written? Like, six. And yeah. people are like, nobody gives a no shit. No one knows who you yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, no. You don't even go here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he really, I think at that point, his career uh, was pretty much like a non-starter. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. So he had done, uh, not, oh, geez. geez. Uh, he did a movie called Venom, uh, which is a- Oh, I love Tom movie. Hardy. Yeah. No, not that. In 2005. Oh. He did two movies in 2005 and then <laughs> didn't work for six years. Uh, so I feel like that's kind of a testament. And even before those two movies- the last thing he had done was Scream 3. I mean, he could have uncredited stuff. Yeah. looks like he was mostly involved in television. Yeah, like, he did Vampire Diaries. Yeah, so he was clear. That, and that's a downgrade. Going from <laughs> writing movies to the Vampire Diaries. However you feel about the Vampire Diaries. like Somebody I went to college with is a major character on the Vampire Diaries. That's great for them. That's, you know. See, that's, that's, a, for step Brian that's a step up for them. You know. It, it ran for eight Ran for eight seasons. It's got 171 episodes. That's syndication. You yeah. make, you know, you, you can retire off that. Uh, but, you know, I, I assume you show up to Scream 4 and be like, this is my art. And people are like, we're going to change it. And he's like, how dare you? I made Venom. Not not that one. <laughs> I know. I made. I know what you did last summer. I've executive produced many things. 
two things. <laughs> I contributed writing samples to the Broken Lizard. Yeah, so, anyway, uh, uh, go on to something else. Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> the bit's dead. The bit's um, dead. They were trying... Uh, so, 2011, that's the year of Hayden Pentier, uh, huh? Yeah, that, that, not really. I feel like you know 2008. She she's got to be in a... That makes sense. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so she was like 21 when this movie was made. She's probably like 20. Yeah. But Boy, I, this, I think this might have killed her career. I know I said it off, off she, uh, uh, mic. She does video games now. She this did was, Until Dawn. This was towards the end of her career because Heroes was like 2008, 2007-ish. Yeah, I feel like she was one of those big stars that you thought like, oh, she'll be around oh, wait. for like ever. Wait, Nashville's still on. Guys, are you telling me you don't like the movie I Love You, Beth Cooper? I don't think anybody likes that movie. I, I remember the first I've never review I'd of ever seen of a movie with zero stars was I Love You, Beth Cooper. It was Michael Phillips in the Chicago <laughs> Tribune, and he and it didn't even say it wasn't even blank. It said no stars. And then you went to read, and you'd be like, "This movie is so bad. Everyone should be. Everyone should lose their career over this." It like, is a terrible movie. Yeah, but did you say you know, Nashville is still running? Nashville is still running. I refuse to believe that. Yeah, no, it's true. Connie Britton and Hayden Panettiere. How many fucking seasons are and they on? I don't know. I don't watch the There's show. There's no way it's I just still running. I've seen. Well, the last time I are they was, on their twelfth we season? In New Orleans recently. No, Nashville ended in 2018. What am I thinking of? There's it went till 2018. Like, it lasted six years. Are you thinking of Monarch with Susan Sarandon? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Which is the same show. Which is the same show. <laughs> anyway, uh, but uh, I are you so thinking of Yellowstone with Wes Bentley, which is the same Scream. show? Listen, four. all women look the same. I think we can agree on that. Scream it's hard four. to tell them apart. Scream 4 happens, and guess what? Uh, so they wanted to make it, you know, obviously the horror genre had changed somewhat in the, the time period between the last Scream and the this Scream. So they were kind of trying to figure out a way to move the script around, like, the people's expectations of what horror had become. And so they make a lot of digs at Saw specifically. <laughs> because Which I take offense to. I also... I know I understand everything they're saying. I just these you know. these are snobs. These are the worst people. Uh, they're they come in. They're like, oh, I don't like any of the new shit. I like the classics. I like the stuff uh, by Wes Craven. You know, the guy making this movie. You know, yeah, sure. But I think that that'd be something that like film nerds would say, like while it was happening. Because I think the ultimate like nerd or like to you know if people who are immature who consider those, themselves connoisseurs have a way of talking down on things that are popular. And I think it's the next level when you can say, as it's happening, like, oh, no, this is actually good. This is, like, uh, this this pop culture bullshit, like, this is actually something that's in- interesting and has something to say. So these these kids suck. Yeah. yeah. Ga- I- gatekeepers are the Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold of every <laughs> fandom. They, that's, they- that's a lot. That's a lot to say. <laughs> well, and I think we see a lot of Scream where, you know, it's making fun of itself at the same time because there are so many people that are like, oh, you will scream as the only height of true horror comedy combined because it's the most meta blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, you realize that this is making fun of your ass. Like, it's not, uh, it's funny. It is funny. I don't know. I, I, I expected fun. everyone to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I just want you to know you are a funny person. You do not say funny things. However, the way you react to the things you expect to be funny is objectively hilarious. <laughs> that's my that's my charm. <laughs> that's why I'm You're here. just funny all on your own. 
wait, Scream 4 was released on April 11th, 2011. Hey, that was my birthday. Oh, hey, happy birthday in the past. How how old were you? How old did you turn? He said 2011. That was his birthday. He's 11 years old. Oh, yeah. So this would have been the (laughs) the exact, the first movie that could have ever, the first new new R-rated movie I could have like seen. Oh, because you were 17? Fuck, did you? Did you see it? Well, no. Had you seen all uh, the other ones? Yeah, I, you wouldn't no, have. I, that would have been weird. Dan's no never seen an R-rated movie. movie until we started this podcast. <laughs> Dan has never <laughs> eaten a pear before we started this podcast. <laughs> Listen, I've seen two movies. Uh, one is Herbie, uh, Fully Loaded, and the other is uh, The Lion King. So everything the, I do draws back to those. And the live it's the live action one. Exactly. The, li- the Herbie, yes. the Herbie Fully Loaded is Hitler's live action. No, The Lion no, King. No, The Lion King. That's a real car. <laughs> <laughs> He could feel all those things. <laughs> he, could, he could feel the pavement under his tires. It hurt so bad. Anyway, they had a budget of $40 million to make Scream 4. This piece of shit cost $40 million. Yeah, but it only made $97 million. Uh, I mean, that's 200%. It's not that good, though. Like Compared to the other ones, it did not do that well. Uh, and guess what? Uh, we got some fun guest characters, as we always do in the Scream franchise. As returning, as fucking always, we got David Arquette and Courtney Cox again. And fuck their fucking shit. I hate- I'm tired of them. I'm tired of them, especially in this one. They're, like, really fucking lame in this one. And I don't care about anything that they say. Ever. They really screwed up Gail in Scream 4. Yeah. She's so annoying. She's and so like- awful. She's like feels like this like like oh I need to like hey fellow kids I need to be in touch with you yeah and it's like you're clearly trying to do that like you're this is it's not good for you to not be hit like the 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 movie has a hard time grappling with the fact that the characters are getting older yeah and then we also have. Um, a th- a third Culkin. Apparently, there's a third Culkin. <laughs> and Mitchell, uh, Mitchell was like, because we were I both said, watching it, we we're just like, that's not Kieran and Culkin. This one was created in the lab. For yeah, sure. yeah, that's Rory Culkin. It's uh, Rory Culkin. Rory Culkin. And he never did anything again. He'd done some some little things. He was on TV. We also have Emma Roberts, who I hate. I am. I hate. Convinced I hate she's only Emma famous Roberts. because of her family. I hate her. That is one hundred percent true. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, I, I just have so much hate in my heart for Emma Roberts because first of all, she's not that good of an actress. Second of all, she's a fucking spousal abuser and she's a piece of shit. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, well, she was dating Evan Peters for a while, and there was like it was pretty much confirmed that she was like hitting him and shit he had like a big bruise on his arm in a paparazzi oh, photo shit. and uh they were like what happened and he was like uh oh, fuck off and then uh she like pulled him into a car one time really hard and there's a gif of that where like you're jerking him into the car she's a piece of shit anyway but she's in the black coat's daughter which is pretty good yeah. but she's also in scream four which is you know she's fine in this she plays emma roberts she always plays emma roberts she can't play anybody else and it's like she clearly has the moment um, it, it is revealed through a series of events. Basically, the, the plot of Scream 4 is uh, Sydney Prescott returns to Westboro. Shit starts up again, and her I little cousin is does. caught in the middle of it. A bunch of people die. Turns out her cousin was doing it the whole time. And when that, like, crazy switch flips, it's that shitty thing that we see in so many movies. Like, we talked about it in Hellraiser 9. We've talked about it in so many fucking movies where, like, every character turns on their crazy voice, and they let their yeah. eyes, like, widen a little <laughs> bit more, and they're like, oh, see, I was the mastermind the whole time. Perfected I, by Laurie Metcalf. Yes, yes. Laurie Metcalf definitely did it the best. 
I feel like Mickey. No, um, that's his name in the movie. Uh, Timothy Oliphant does it in also in Scream Two. And I'm not. Well, but no, he already I'm not saying it is a poor acting choice. I just think it is poorly done a lot. Yes, you know who else does it in? Well, Scream. Uh, God, Hellraiser Nine is a perfect example. But like, <laughs> Emma Roberts doesn't have that. She doesn't do that. She doesn't do anything. She just like she does all the same acting choices, but she widens her eyes and like pitches up her voice. Yeah. yeah. There's no, like, I, I really don't know how she got the job. Uh, she's really bad. She's very stiff. Um, and I don't, like, Hayden Penetier is supposed to be the, like, bad girl who's also, like, a film nerd who's, like, cool. And <laughs> Which is I, why I thought it was her. I thought it was her the whole time. My and I personal to favorite her. part is when they're, we go to Hayden Penetier's house and they're like, quite a collection of movies you got here. And it's, like, 20 DVDs. Oh, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not, that, not that much stuff. Uh, I think they reference, like, a few, like, Oh, like what do they say? Like Dog Day Afternoon or something? And it's like, oh god! I'm like, yeah. What the word? Oh, this is regular movies. Like, yeah. Uh, also, yeah. He's like, who played? Who played Leatherface first? And she says Gunnar Hansen. And I'm like, yeah. yeah tell me who some new shit. Doesn't fucking know that. <laughs> which gets into I think the worst part of the movie, yeah. which is when uh, Rory is like tied up, and the killer is asking Hidden Penetier uh, movie trivia. And for she gets one of them wrong, which makes sense. What did she says? Psycho instead of Peeping Tom, mm-hmm. Amateur Hour. And then they're like, he's asking a question, and he she doesn't even let him finish the question before she just starts naming like scary every movies. horror movie I'm ever. Like, Have you seen Jeopardy? This is not how it works. Like, yeah, yeah that doesn't count. One answer. You can't just say every horror movie. He's gonna. Like, that was a part where some. Yeah. Also, when people put on their stupid hats as, as soon as a killer is around. Yeah. That just felt like, what are you? Are these people supposed uh, to be smart? Like, are they like really, really dumb? Although, what a game that would be if that's how Jeopardy worked. Just like Ken Jennings, Ken Jennings buzzing in and just spouting off a monologue of different right. rounds. Just <laughs> it could be any one words. of these thirty answers. You choose, Trebek. Byzantium. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Babylon. Uh, speaking of things with the word battle in them, you know who else is in this movie? Mary McDonald, who is the president in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, and she, she is in this. And she gets stabbed in the neck through a, do- a mail slot, which is... You were going to say a dog slot. I... <laughs> you 100% were. I was going to say doggy door. Okay, well, how many dogs have you tried to fit into a, into a mail slot? Only one. Three and successfully. And it survive. Yeah. Um, 45 unsuccessfully. What else? Who else we got some cameos from? Oh, we got Allison Brie. We didn't talk about Allison Brie. That, in yeah, this. that is a fun one. She is good oh, in yeah. this. Uh, I don't know if she plays like a good bitch. Though. No, she, but she does play like the uh, administrative secretary role very. She well. plays fake well, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I agree. I, like her bitchiness kind of comes off like strangely, and they're trying to make her kind of like a bitchy bimbo a little bit like she's always wearing like the the low cut i'm like i don't know what this character is supposed to be i know that we're not supposed to like her and she does have that great interaction with uh courtney cox about like how dewey and gail's relationship like doesn't make sense like in real life but maybe in the movie it kind of makes sense yeah not really and then she's like you were my 90s because it's fucking she's from friends you know that's the joke yeah, but, and she was Gail Weathers is just like fuck you, and yeah. we're all supposed to be like, and she's like still got it, and I'm like you didn't say you anything clever, not. you just yeah. <laughs> well she never had it, so I guess that she's right that she still has it. If yeah, it she's is delusional, nothing yeah. you know. <laughs> um, 
But what what else? We we got the plot of this film. Let's flush it out. Let's get the sheep moist and make them tell them about well, more of the plot. We already we're talking got, about it. I got so, one more. I got okay. one more. Uh, at what point does Sydney just decide to kill herself because she's obviously cursed? Like she is. Yeah. Clearly a cur- Like maybe it is Dewey who's cursed because I feel like the murders also. Kind of happen around. He never, him, more he never so. has been able to successfully stop I, any of them. Well, I so off the podcast, I've shared this theory with both of you, but Dan kind of brought up like I, I have this this idea that Dewey is banished from death. He is yeah. a cursed person. <laughs> he is a banished soul forced to roam the earth until the end of time because yes. he is constantly getting he stabbed shot he is always there like absorbing the blows that sydney should be getting and that is why sydney continues to live all right i'll i'll, I'll do you one better uh mitch he is literally kane because he can't, <laughs> he, he lets his younger sibling die yeah uh, through his own incompetence and that gives him the mark of Cain. He's banished from death. He's to walk the earth with a uh, with with that fucking mustache. And that is the mark of Cain, is the mustache. And, That's and, why, no matter when the styles change, he can't shave it. He shaves it off. It's like Evan Almighty. It just comes back immediately. And everybody that does attack him has their force uh, visited upon them sevenfold. They all die. Exactly. Yeah, they all die. Mm-hmm. God's keeping him doing alive. Avenged sevenfold, man. I like the I, I like the concept that Dewey and Gale are like like the t- the two sides of the moth's wings, and when they go together, it creates chaos on like everywhere around them, and then they have to yeah. stay apart to make <laughs> to make to make it stop to make yeah. it stop. <laughs> Just like Hancock. Uh, well, what, what did, did we miss anything about the plot? Who's the killer in this? Yeah, we it was talked Emma about Roberts, it's Jill. Roberts yeah. and so, and em, Emma Culkin. Roberts is Sydney's little cousin, and she hated growing up in her hometown in Under her shadow. The shadow of, and yeah. it's all—it's the age of social media, and everybody wants to be famous. You don't even have to do anything. You can just uh, all you have to do is upload a fun video, and then you're famous for the rest of your life. So that's what she's trying to become. Yeah, this this is, one's about social media. This follows. I, I, yeah, it does seem goofy. Sorry, Michaela. You can oh. Continue. Okay. Well, I was just it. It, it, it the uh, movie came out shortly after. Uh, fucking what's his face did the two men one ice peck thing where he killed Ooh, that guy. Yeah, what's that guy's fucking name? Wait, what? The guy that killed that guy and he. You don't watch snuff films, it, Dan. He filmed it and uploaded it onto You're YouTube. About two men, one hammer. Not, not when I'm sober. It's the same. It's the same guy that behind uh the the don't hurt cats thing on Netflix. The oh. don't fuck with cats. The that guy. Uh, what, he, you're he, you're giving me so little. There's a uh, guy, a Canadian man, a Canadian okay. porn First star. First word, two syllables. He's a Canadian <laughs> porn star, and he murdered kittens and a man on YouTube, and was like oh, posted a bunch. You, what and is this? Uh, there was a whole special on Netflix called Luke, Don't Fuck with Luke Cats. Malnata. Luke Luke Malnata. Or no, no that. This guy is Jun Lin. Luke Luca Wait. Luca Magnata. Luca Magnata. That is his name. Okay. Oh, I okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And he okay. In the um in the context of what we're supposed to be discussing, I really like the whole scene of Emma Roberts. Like she thinks she's killed everybody. Uh, like, okay, I'm going to be the survivor now. And I'm going to frame these other guys. Yeah, and then em. she starts beating the shit out of herself and just like ramming her head, like into that yeah. painting and her body <laughs> through the table and everything. Yeah. The part where she runs headfirst into the painting is, is pretty so fun. fucking good. <laughs> that stunt person great. really went for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I bet you. <laughs> but, like, by this, like by this point in the movie, it is just all vaudeville and just watching yeah. stunt people in masks just falling down and breaking <laughs> shit and getting like shit thrown, like props thrown at them. I also, I will say this, the end of this movie is like classic 80s, like over the top bullshit where they're like, remember the the biggest rule of remakes don't fuck with the original. And meanwhile, like Gail's just like, hold on. There's just one last word I want to say before you kill me. Please don't. No. <laughs> Clear. And then you fucking yeah. kill her with the defibrillator. <laughs> I like. Zap, zap. I really. So there's a there's an interesting meta additional part where one of the rewrites that Aaron Kruger did to the Williamson's original script is to add in that hospital scene at the end and kind of change up the killer because it was just supposed to end with Emma Emma Roberts getting loaded in the ambulance and like kind of ambiguous to whether or not she uh, was successful at being you know killing Sydney or not but the whole part in the hospital scene Emma Roberts is just like yeah like look around where the fuck are we this is silly where what is going on this doesn't make any sense for a screen movie who who lives in this fucking hospital like like there's no nobody around like Yeah. yeah Where's the staff? But Where's the staff? It's another, not that late. <laughs> another really fun nod that I like to this is the the nod to the fans of horror genres because we have the Stabathon and Stabathon's and, great. Yeah, which is like the whole big the whole town gets together to watch all seven, seven stab movies, movies back to back, which has to be somewhere between twelve to fifteen. I've done it. Hours. To, I've done it with Harry Potter. It's possible, um, right? But the fact that it seems like it's starting at night is just yes. Like, are they doing like the like greatest hits? Like if you do a Nightmare on Elm Street, like rewatch, you, yeah, you skip over four, five, mm-hmm. New Nightmare, and the remake. Yeah, just but watch the do, first three. Yeah, honestly, like first three, maybe six. Like other yeah. than that, like you're set. You don't need anything else. Um, but there, there's like really fun parts in those moments where you have like the the audience like reciting the the uh script along with the movie and like throwing popcorn at it like like rocky horror picture show or anything else like where nerds get together to watch something that they really like and it's fun because i am a horror fan and it's for me and i get it (laughs) the continuity of the stab movies within the scream universe is is very satisfying to me very funny i'm i i really enjoy it i hope they bring up the scream 4 implications uh in the in the stab series for the new one, uh, I also want to point out the the weird use of technology in this. Like this is in one of those in the time period where we could like anything could plausibly exist, but it would have to be kind of convoluted. So that like Courtney Cox is setting up like can't like wireless cameras yeah. that go back into her um in in her, in her her van, and the guy is like using some kind of weird vlogging machine where it yeah, seems kind like of a- like almost futuristic but we're like oh yeah that exists now and that's it's 2011 so yeah, yeah exactly yeah. it's a it's like, weird looking back on this movie now because of the jump between scream 3 and scream 4 to consider that as like that was revisiting the franchise when it was we and like yeah. updating it and making it new and fun and we're watching it from 10 years later and going hmm yeah like i think a- i talked with you <laughs> and maybe both of you on our past episode of just like i, w- I was talking with somebody about night rider recently and i realized like that's just a car with an alexa in it yeah like that's all that is yeah it's just a, a very tesla. smart alexa it's, it's just, just a, a tesla. tesla like that's all that is <laughs> but um 
Yeah, I, I really I liked the the nods to like where the horror genre has gone in the yeah. years, and I'm really excited too because of that to see where now in the new one it will have gone I, since then. I forgot to bring it up when we were discussing Scream Three, but I really do like that. Clearly, they had intended to end it at three, and the very end of the movie is like Sydney leaving her door open, and she's like happy, and there's a sense of closure. And I can't think, but how. Ha- I can't help but think the whole time. It's just like, yeah, this definitely won't happen at least two more times. (laughs) (laughs) I'm finally safe. Well, I think we've reached that point where we get to take a nice snack break and get some body of Christ in our blood. I just got, I'm going to stop communion. (laughs) I'm going to stop trying to introduce the segments and I'm just going to go straight into them. Uh, you guys want some fun facts? You just facts? introduce some weird. You try and say yeah. like I just a do everything way. weird. I'm it's, not... You're allowed to be weird, but you have to go like whole hog. You have yeah, to commit. You I can't be have... hesitant about it. I'm hesitant about everything, including this next segment. Um, great. Call this but... episode whole hog, please. Whole hog. Whole Scream hog. three and four, whole hog. Fun facts. Uh, well, so the green suit that Parker Posey wears when she's portraying Gail Weathers in Stab 3 is actually the same suit that Courtney Cox wore in Scream 2, uh, which is fun. <laughs> that is fun. They're the same size. How about that? So Courtney Cox and David Arquette, we've been talking about them a lot. Uh, their relationship exactly mirrors the relationship on the set of Scream. And it is a little creepy because they were just flirting with each other in the first one and then they were like sleeping together in the second one and they were sharing a trailer for the third one and then they filed for separation in 2010 right before they started the release of this one and then they had a whole bunch of tension when they were making it and you can fucking tell that they were angry at each other and then they got divorced and now i'm curious to see how i will bet you more than anything they are divorced in scream oh yeah definitely um uh 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 so uh throughout the first <laughs> what the fuck Mitch, <laughs> can you leave that in I, I absolutely will 100 percent. i just don't like i don't like hosting i like doing the research part but i don't like reciting it out loud i thought, okay? I thought you were having like a heart attack like you know you <laughs> like, can you raise both of your hands above your head and I smile i didn't do it that's fine <laughs> Um, so throughout... I haven't been making shows. Can you smell any? (laughs) So throughout Scream 3, uh, the movie within a movie actors always complain about rewrites and all of those lines are actual lines that were said by the cast in the real life movie at multiple times throughout the filming of the real movie because of all the rewrites that were happening. And so they would be like, oh, there's fucking more rewrites. We can't we can't film today. So they would, Wes Craven would be like, yeah, well, guess what? Fuck you. I'm going to say what you just said and make your character say it in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also, it doesn't uh, Jenny McCarthy in her second scene say like, I'm only in two scenes in this stupid movie and then yeah. I die. Yeah. 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 And then she does. And then, and then she yeah, dies. She <laughs> and that's Great. okay because she's a weird anti-vaxxer. Great. Real fucking hot though. Um, yeah. She's also in one of Her my other favorite movies. Her free on the internet. Go check them out. She's, she's in another one of my favorite movies, Basketball, but that doesn't matter. Um, so David Arquette is actually the one to suggest to Courtney Cox that she should cut her hair like that. Ooh, <laughs> because that, he said, there it is. He said, <laughs> this is why they got divorced. 
it's not, it's not it's not actually um but he said that she should cut her hair to look like betty page and i guess that her regular stylist wasn't in that day and betty page does have short bangs but they're not like they, do, they yeah, just she, look she like, does not look like betty page I'm she looks sure. yeah. she looks like yolandi visser from the outward she looks like yolandi <laughs> visser from the outward and it is just it, that those bangs are trendy now but on like a completely different type of person than Courtney Cox is. And they're like, longer too. Like the yeah. fact that, because that's what like, I mean, you look a bit like Betty Page and she's got like, it's like a curtain. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like the like perfect full... 50s bangs, like the curt, like you put the roller no. underneath it. Hers are like one inch long. And they're maybe. also, and they're, they're also wispy. completely uneven. Like they're not cut, yeah. like they're cl- like blunt cuts on weird it's just they're really terrible it, it looks like she was so trying bad. to like straighten it out and just like torched it yeah like, with the with the, the straightener and then they had to work around it so like oh we'll just like texturize it but like so much was burnt that they had to cut it really short and they're like it looks fine i'm like <laughs> where where are we where yeah like, that's just wig. somebody it's who embarrassing that that exists it's and it's also just like infamous. Like I, w- I'm not the only one. I've no. Was there is told- a famous tweet that is just like if you ever feel like a piece of shit, just remember Courtney Cox's bangs from Scream Three. And Courtney there Cox responded like, "Oh shit, wow." Yeah, like just they're they're just legendarily bad, and they really are. Like at, at, they're up front and center from the very beginning of the movie onward. It's not like they just suddenly appear. It's just... no, they they appear in the worst way possible. Where you think like she has her hair pulled back, mm-hmm. so you think that she just has like a like a short like a uh, <laughs> like a Lori Metcalf from the last movie, but with just the bangs just like that. You're like, oh shit, what did she oh, do? What's going God. on? Is she okay? It looks Is worse. It be a character? I personally, it down. It, yeah. worked, it looks worse with it down. It looks worse when it's down. Yeah, no, I think it, it looks way worse when it's up. It's oh, God. just they're just bad all around. Like I just don't know how that that made it on. It, it, it truly looks like a mistake. Like it looks like they were going for something else and just didn't cut it correctly. And somehow it got through, like the production of the film. I just can't. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you got to maintain the. Uh... <sighs> It's the like disposition Henry- of your actors. You know, it's- you can't just be like, uh, like they're obviously already self conscious, so you can't just be like, "Hey, Courtney, what the fuck?" Uh, you're just gonna like ruin them for the whole movie. So I'm sure everyone just had to act like it was normal. Yeah, it's just like Henry Cavill having that weird gummy upper lip for Justice League. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you bleed? Do you bleed? What? So the part where Sydney jumps over the counter and stabs Roman with an ice pick in three uh she there was like a little pad like a rubber pad that she was supposed to stab inside of his shirt oh and no. she completely missed that and so she jumps over the counter and she stabs him real hard with that ice pick in real life and he screams for real and Wes Craven was like yeah we're gonna keep it and <laughs> they were like I'm bleeding a lot please help uh so that's fun um Love that. So this is so Scream Four was actually uh, Wes Craven's very last film that he directed before he died of brain cancer on August thirtieth of twenty fifteen at the age of seventy six. Wait, Wes Craven's dead? Yeah, Wes Craven's yes. been dead what? since twenty fifteen. Holy fuck! What? I've done so many of this guy's movies. I he thought died he was of still brain alive. Cancer. I just said that he's dead. What the fuck? Who's he gonna do dead. the new one? Who's going to do the Who new one? Who do we one? still have? It's like two guys. John Steve Carpenter is still alive. We still have Clive. Clive, Clive is still alive. 
John Carpenter. Stephen King's not a director, but he's a horror guy. That's really no. He is a director. He's directed stuff. He did the Langoliers. Maximum Overdrive. I love Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive is my shit. Fucking love that fucking movie. It's so stupid. (laughs) Uh, So Scream, the Scream franchise actually has a record of being the longest running horror franchises that has its main characters as well as its main cast all back for all four uh, installments along with the same title and the same director and the same writers across the board because everything is based on outlines by Kevin Williamson so it still counts I will I'll bet you more than anything we lose somebody in five we lose one of the three yeah we obviously lost Wes Craven we have to yeah in five aren't they gonna they're doing a six one too right I don't know are they I don't know I haven't heard about this I mean I bet you if this does well it's Blumhouse. So if they if they get this, it'll be bang zoom six. Because I know Kevin Williamson talked about like, oh, here's my idea. Because the original idea we already talked about for uh, four was that it would be more amb- ambiguous, and the plot would be that the fifth one would have Emma Roberts as like the killer, and Nev Campbell as like Sydney uh, having amnesia. Yep, and not yeah. being able to remember who the who the killer was. Yeah, which, they were. They were originally going to like continue Emma Roberts' character arc on into the next one, um, but with the rewrites, Wes Craven was just like, let's ah, just fucking get this over with. I don't feel like continuing this character arc, probably because Emma Roberts sucks big fat donkey balls. Yeah, they're like, we got to kill this lady uh, in this <laughs> yeah. movie. Um, so the the last the last is just a really stupid fun fact, but uh, the Scream Four is the only Scream movie so far that doesn't have uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds banger of a song uh, "Red Right Hand" in it. However, oh, yeah. there is a uh, reference to that song uh, over Charlie's bed. There's a big Nick Cave's in the bad Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds uh, poster over his bed, and that's it. But that movie doesn't have that song in it, which is like one of the biggest Scream things. All the other ones have some version of it in. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not some version. It's the only version of it. There's only it's oh. the same in all four, all three of them. Huh. I feel I like think... I only remember it hearing in like two. I think that song. It was definitely in two and three. Was that it in one? Song is so... yeah. It's it's in one. Oh, okay. That song is is like the bit. It's actually famous because it was in Scream One, like and X Files, but and Dumb and Dumber. It. it... I don't know when Dumb and Dumber came out. I think before Scream. Anyway, I love that song. Nick Cave is great. Uh, that's a great song. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Boop, 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 boop. Let's go forward. Yeah, what does that sound like? So we're going to do an episode on Scream 5 when we do it. We will not be doing it next week. Do you week. want to? Yes. Because Dan yeah, is yeah, we'll, we'll... No, I'm, I I have COVID. Oh. So do I you... might not be able to. I don't think I'm going to be able do to go you... on the trip. Do you, do you just want to do Scream in that case? He yeah, can't you know. go oh, see oh, yeah. Wait, where is it? Is it is it streaming? Well, you would have anything? to go to a theater, That's, right? But yeah. I'll, but I'll be in the heavy masking part of my isolation. Yeah. So for the record, everybody, Dan is not in our in our home with us recording this. We're doing this over the magic Literally, of the internet. You know, I am. Look behind you. <laughs> oh this is a social God. distance podcast, and Dan can't smell us. Not just because he doesn't. Not just because he has COVID, but because he is on the screen. Oh, I do. I do have taste. I do have taste. In, well, I guess I can't smell anything right now. Well, of course you have taste. Have... You're on this podcast. <laughs> Boo, baby, baby. baby. Uh, <laughs> do you, Dan, I know you can't taste or smell anything, but do you hear something? <laughs> in the distance, it must be one of my favorite locomotives. <laughs> 
it the fucking Hogwarts Express? What was that? <laughs> no, have you seen? You'll is have to edit guy? this out too. Is it that now. guy? That no, we'll keep it. The cute guy that really likes trains. Yeah, the Fran- the Francois who has the camera above his noggin that yeah. makes him look like uh, like a freak of nature. Yeah, <laughs> he's like got the weird. He sounds like he got hit like in the head with a brick. Uh, he's a train spotter. He, yeah, he's a train spotter. He's like, oh yeah, so I've stayed up all night in order to see one of my favorite locomotives. And then and then Dick he. Dick butt. <laughs> And then, like, like, oh, here it comes, here it comes. And then, like, the driver of the train, like, honks at him, and he gets really, yeah. really excited. And it's very cute to see people who are passionate about things. Yeah, I um, wish uh, I had a modicum of the amount of joy uh, in my life that he has in his. How many trains are there? Like, how many can there be? <laughs> <laughs> like, in the whole world? or just the No, not, like, individual trains, but, like, models of them. Probably what? a lot. There's a lot of trains, bro. Why? Because people like trains, and also we need trains to move They're things di- around. Like, all you gotta do is like have them be a certain width. Exactly. <laughs> they just have to be real strong, and they have to be like an appropriate size. Yeah, they're all they're made out of metal, uh, and they yeah. I, I think there's probably a lot of different versions. You know, they probably yeah. Come there's up with a lot of different versions. versions. Fucking what? Like the cranes at the shipping yards that like ha- like take the big like shipping crates. How many models of that are there? I'll bet you probably it's more than ten. Yeah, I bet there are. Especially yeah. you know, it's not like B fifty two bombers where we're just like let's use these for sixty years. Well, maybe, That's right. It's maybe, the spooky caboose. Times talk about trains, but we're real us in, Michaela. Real us in. We we have a segment about trains on our show where we it's play not about trains. It is game. train themed, and it's, God knows why. It's actually it's, because you you improv the name, and we just stuck with it. Because it's spooky and it's at the end of the show, so it's a caboose. Anyway, actually, no. Um, I we originally said because we did a whole train thing, and I said the spook caboose, and I said no, wait, we cannot call it that, and it turned into the spooky caboose. You corrected it. Yeah, well, you stop bringing it up, and then people will <laughs> consider not relating it to that. Anyway, uh, so today on the Spooky Caboose, we're going to play a fun uh, improv game where we uh, just loosen up and shake out all the spooky parts that happened on the show. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yes. one of the things that happens a lot in Scream is that we are presented with a set of rules to follow within the metaverse of each of the sequels. For instance, one of the rules in Scream 4 is that you have to be gay in order to survive, which is funny because it's 2011, and that is a funny joke. Uh, so today I want you to Liberal make- Hollywood won't kill gays. They'll just not cast them in any movies. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So today on the Spooky Caboose, I want you guys to make up your own set of rules for a genre of your choice. Uh, I'm going to say three to five rules- Anywhere in between there. Uh, and I whatever think we should genre. pick each other's genres. Okay, wait, okay sure. Yeah, all right. I, I like that. I had one going, but I guess as we're going to do an improv game, it'll be more fun to make it up. Who wants to assign my... my I almost said gender. <laughs> <sighs> wow. I have a genre. Who wants to give me a genre? Uh, yeah, I'll give you a, 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 the, the teen comedy. Teen comedies? How yeah. many, how many okay. rules? The, the first rule is you have to lose your virginity. You yeah, have to. You have to. You, you have to do three. Have you have to, to do, do three it. rules. I feel like yeah. isn't that there's like always three rules in Scream? Okay, three. three. There's okay. there's like a more. You have to lose your virginity. It does not have hey, to be consent. It's, it's my. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you absolutely have to lose your virginity by the end of the movie, or else you're a goddamn loser freak, and nobody wants to go to the ice cream social with you. 
The second rule is that you have to be the underdog. You have to have a bully. Uh, you or can't like, be the top dog? No, you can't be. Nobody wants to watch movies about the top dog, especially not a teen comedy. You have to be the underdog. Either the really pretty girl that like nobody notices because I'm so smart. And ooh, uh. Or just like the nerdy Weasley boy who has a good heart and knows how to treat a woman right. But, you know, he doesn't play sports ball, so he doesn't get to hang out with all the other cool boys. But you can tell he's got a big old sequoia tree of a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't need to talk about it all the time. So you have to be the underdog. That's rule two. And rule three is that there has to be some sort of gym or and or like sports, like recreational classroom leisure type scene where you're outside at like the football field at the campus and the bully character that I mentioned earlier comes into the picture and says some bullshit. And then, you know, and then there's probably some running in shorts. To de- Everybody's wearing, like, hoodies and shorts. You know, like a teen comedy movie. <laughs> Got it. That and last this- rule kind of went on for a little bit, but I-, I assume you have more? No. Those are the three rules I have. <laughs> All right. All right. Who, what, I'm going to pick next? Dan's. Uh, is a, is A24 a genre? Indie indie films. I I'm going to no, I'm going to say film noir. Dan, your your category That's is not... film noir. Oh, film film noir. Yes. All right. Uh, your main character uh, has a drink all the time. Rule like number he, one. <laughs> every, every 20 minutes, there has to be like a double scotch in his hand with like one ice cube, um, and he's got to be like. <laughs> And he's gonna be like sweaty, and like this is all part of like the drinking. He's gonna be like a little bit sweaty, and his tie is a little loose, and the top like button is undone. All right, all right. Uh, your your lady, uh, there's got you know there's got to be a, a femme, femme fatale, uh, and they always have to have a French last name. Okay. So it can be like, oh, her name is Carol Lafleur, and you're like Lafleur. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and, it's, and then that, and that gets worked into the script somehow. It's like, ah, Lafleur. That's like the. Fi- I don't know what it actually means. The but it's flower. Like, oh, the fire. The and flower. Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it, it is that, actually that is what right. It is. <laughs> sure, I believe it. Yeah, you can't you can't convince you this is a real language. Uh, Ka- Catherine Demered. Yeah, but then there's some kind of like flower, like uh, jewelry piece, and you're like, oh, okay. All right, and then the third one, uh, the third rule, is that you got a buddy. Um, he's helping. <laughs> you. But, but uh, at the beginning of the third act, he betrays you, and he's Ooh. actually been banging your girlfriend. Oh. And you got to and you got to be like, you know, I always thought you were like a brother. Didn't realize it was Kane, and then you got to spit in his face. It's do always we, Kane. Do they always need to make biblical references, or does any you know treacherous brother work? Well, you could also make like an old old timey like twenties to be like ah you know I was a dime in a sea of nickels. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> something stupid like that that doesn't mean anything. I want uh, I'm just a I'm just a spilled spilled inkwell over a black sheet of paper. I wanted her in the worst way, standing up in a hammock. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell, I choose. Where's that from? That's from the uh, airplane. Uh, um, the history of America abridged. Oh. And when you get to the seventies, it becomes a film. It's a play. It's a very famous play. And when you get to the seventies, the whole <laughs> thing shifts to film noir. And he is going to meet an informant at the Hanoi Hilton, which is a hotel uh, in Vietnam. In Vietnam, <laughs> and he's just like, I saw her. She came through the double doors. I wanted her in the worst way, standing up in a hammock. 
Mitchell, I yeah. choose a very. I have a very specific genre in mind for you. Yes. Hallmark Christmas movies. Hallmark Christmas movies. Okay, so rule number one, you have to be forced to come back to your hometown (laughs) through some strange, like, means. Are you saying through some kind of uh, murders to draw you back into the it, town? It, it, could be, it could be a murder. It can, it's usually a layover. It is usually a flight layover. Or, An inheritance. Um, or it's usually uh, you have to come back. You're coming to town. You're dropping some presents off. It's probably a few days before Christmas. Family but business. there's a yeah. big snowstorm that plugs oh, up oh. all the roads, and you got to stay in town. You, no one's flying out of here till, till New Year's. Listen, um, lady, the pipes are frozen. We can't get this out for at least another week. Uh, rule number two uh, if you are attracted to men you will fall in love with either Ryan Reynolds or Patrick Dempsey mm, if you yeah. are attracted to women it will be um, Elizabeth Banks oh, and only Elizabeth Banks yeah it'll probably be Elizabeth Banks <laughs> rule number three um, you you will never leave your hometown you have to completely give up your career yeah you have to give up your career yeah. your f- the family that you don't want anymore you know uh, you always, yeah. I feel like another one is you always got to be a sassy business lady who is always on yes, her you, phone. Yes, you have to be career-oriented, which is the opposite <clears throat> of family values. And at the end, you see the value of family and love and Christmas. And Christmas. Yeah. And but maybe also, you meet Santa I, yeah. Claus. And May, yeah. A, Santa is real in this movie, no matter what, uh, even if he doesn't show up. <laughs> and you Santa might kill him. Yeah, you might kill him. <laughs> and then you have to become him. And then yeah. there's, but there's always... also a police officer that everyone knows and likes who's also kind of bad at his job but is doing his best. Oh, Officer Bumbry. And a lovable right. town vagrant slash drunk. And there's like an old crotchety old lady who's like, yeah, well, you're never going to be about to nothing if My you come back so here. Dry. Why don't you go back to New York where they remember how to tip their waiters? So she hates New York, but she has a New York accent. This is upstate New York. I was Got talking it. about New York City. No, this is Jersey, baby. This is like Philly. This is... Also, I remember when this was all steel mills. I also, yeah. I feel like there's also always a scene where she like throws her cell phone out the window of a cab. <laughs> like, You're like, oh no, yeah, she separated from. No, the she's like, I don't need this anymore. Like that sort of. Anyway, it, that, that we all did really great. That was we, a fun we just segment. wrote Leap Year Part Two. Well, yeah. We just did that, guys. We we all did really well. I think I think that was a fun little game. Yeah, that was. That was a good idea, Michaela. Well, thank you. I hope that you liked what we said. And so, thanks um, for being here again I with think us. you got 30 minutes of podcast out of this. Uh, uh, probably. Yeah. We got some other stuff coming, and we'll do Scream I'm just going to take the, uh, the Rob strategy of not editing anything. Just <laughs> letting it go raw. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> shouldn't have said all those things about Columbine. Shit. <laughs> well, Dan... Thanks for being here. And As I always. assume you're going to be here next time when we do our Scream 5 episode. But hey, don't die from you, COVID. yeah, I'm like, well, don't die from COVID. I, well, I'll be, I'll feel real bad if you stay. <laughs> It'll be weird now. Right. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it will be really weird. This will, you, you can show this to, uh, I wish I would have gotten more girls pregnant if I die right now. Uh, How many girls pregnant did you get? Not nearly. Zero. Enough. Oh, that's Way, not, that's, yeah. Not the batting average that you want to go out right. with. It's technically below average. Yeah. Well, 
Speaking of below average, you can listen also- to viewing angles. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say I was gonna say our own podcast, not Dan. That's so mean. Dan's can you ro- roast me in the comments. Oh, is there even comments on here? Uh, no. We have one review that I wrote when this podcast started. Well, don't tell everyone about it. Then they'll where, know that where you can wrote you review it. Review podcasts. iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, iTunes. Okay. Yeah. Which if you, hey, listener out there, if you would like to review as you can, if you're listening to this on your iPhone, I don't know if why you are, but, you know, you, you can. You guys are the first thing that when you search uh, Homily of Horrors, you're the first thing that shows well, up. Well, yeah, so. duh. Oh, it's, shit, pretty, that. it's a pretty fucking unique. <laughs> Although if you just type in Homily, there are a number of recorded Catholic services on Spotify. Yeah. I bet there are, yeah. And one of them is ours, and I feel like I will accidentally frighten away several um, diehard Catholics and make them feel really week, bad. Next week, we will either have our episode on Scream 5, or um, it'll be Gremlins, and then it'll be Scream 5. Yeah, we have Gremlins on the back burner as a placeholder. We place did it holder. for Christmas, but we didn't release and it. We didn't release it. but it, the, the, the hidden episode, the yeah. last episode. It is there. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah. So like And you will hear it next week or the week after. Yeah. But in the meantime, you can listen to Dad's podcast Viewing Angles to learn more about burps and movies. Or yeah. you can listen to other episodes of us or you can follow us on social media or you can just do whatever you want. I don't I don't care. Thanks for listening. Let's <laughs> <sighs> scream scream. Yeah, still, I'll stop recording. Scream, 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 scream. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh, uh, we never caught that. Why are you Why are you still recording, Mitchell? What? Oh, well, you have the mouse. Oh, I do have the mouse. Fuck. Music and sound effects for Homily of Horrors are provided by Zapsplat and Ben Sound. The theme song is Graveyard Shift by Kevin McLeod, and the musical interlude for our confession segment is Sadness Part 1 by Enigma. May the deceased be with you. And also with your spirit. <laughs>